0: Hey, hey, hey. Today we're back with another episode of Expectations versus Reality with Chloe and Emma. She's Emma. And she's Chloe.
1: And today we're talking about our future goals with what we want to do with our lives and how we plan to get there. Do you want to start off, Chloe?
0: Yeah, so Emma and I are actually, like, running late night hours. Normally we start recording around early afternoon and we didn't even sit down to, like, past chloe's bedtime recording hours
1: i would say it was procrastination but it really wasn't so we took a small like mid-season break like everyone does and now we're back we're here for your entertainment Mm -hmm. now
0: correct we also did spend a lot of time driving to frozen yogurt today so that was a hold off to the recording but we're back
1: we had to get the green room ready, and now we're ready.
0: There we go. So today, like Emma said, we're going to be talking about our future goals and what we're going to do with our lives. So I'm studying to be a school psychologist.
1: And I'm studying business and journalism, so I can be a publisher and an editor and a grant writer and stuff like that.
0: Emma and I are going to like make this podcast go viral, and this is going to be our another career path for us
1: millionaires have multiple streams of income and according to our analytics we we'll need to make 50 people for a sponsor and we're going to get there soon there we're we almost there actually
0: so making progress we're building it from the ground up
1: it doesn't matter how slow you move forward just you just should not move back always move forward never move back no matter how slow you go
0: that is some good life advice my friends
1: I stole that from Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. Not even gonna take credit for that. It 100 percent was him.
0: I'm glad you give the credit, but it might be borrowing and learning from your resources. Sure. So Emma, you got me into all of this new world and business and publishing and things like that. So why don't you go first and I'll then continue.
1: It all started when I watched The Wolf of Wall Street.
0: <laughs> oh god.
1: I know. It's not. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. And I realized, I'm not going to come out of college being JK Rowling. I have to make some money. And so I wanted to start a publishing company. And so that's what I did. And because of that company, I was able to meet some new people, publish some friends. And Chloe texted me one day. She's like, I want to start a podcast. I was like, I... Didn't really want to do a podcast at first. Time. I didn't think it was gonna be that fun. <laughs> but um because I used to edit The this Love podcast.
0: For Me one.
1: Yes, well this was because I was working for that other boss I had and he made me edit his podcast and he was so boring that it like completely tainted my love of podcast. But But then she had me. Yes. And so then we I bought The audio equipment, and by audio equipment, I mean the microphones. We don't have a set here, people, if anyone's wondering. Usually, we're on Chloe's back porch. Now, we're in her basement. But we have no AC,
0: because Chloe's AC is broken.
1: Yeah, but we still are in sweatshirts, so it's not that cold. So, when I bought this stuff, at first, I was at Best Buy, and I was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast with my friend, Where can I get some podcast equipment? And the person was handing me like a $400 microphone. Like, this is great for podcasts, like top of the line. I'm like, yeah, this is two teenage
0: girls who had a rash decision.
1: Yeah. I go, this was something we decided over like Outback Steakhouse that we wanted to do. I go, this is not really well thought through at all.
0: This was decided over the brown bread at Outback Steakhouse. And if you would like to know, in Emma's family, it's a Woodhead rule that you must eat the brown bread.
1: Oh yeah, you are considered weak. If you don't, we love that bread. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we started this and kind of is slowly growing. And then I'm, we're hoping when we go back to college, being everything's been online, this might blow up a little bit more. So we're hoping for something but really, I feel like we're just kind of do for the fun of it.
0: It is very fun. We normally don't do late-night hours. I like the late-night hours, though.
1: Expectations versus reality after dark. Right now, we're both in college. You're going to sophomore year. I'm going to junior year. Though so I feel like I shouldn't because I transferred and I didn't take a lot of my credits. So technically, I have, like, zero of my major done. But I wanted to be a publisher ever since I was a kid. I always talked about it with my parents. And finally... I was like, you want to know what? I have to do it myself now because I had so many bad experiences with finding internships and college and just trying to get my work out there. That was like, no one wants to even give me a shot. And I met other people that had the same thing. They're like, their colleges refused to look at their work. They had professors that were shooting them down, bosses that were taking advantage of them and their work. I was like, "Fine, we'll we'll do it ourselves then." And I remember I launched this, and I know I've had a couple people, a couple people come and go, and I've some that are like pretty loyal writers I write a lot. Your friend Keegan wrote for me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she was very good. She had a very good poem. It's up in the library section of the website. I she's really. A,
0: she's good at poetry.
1: I I tried. To, she sent in this very interesting format to me. And I tried to match the format, but because it was going on the website, it wouldn't let match the format, and I felt bad. So I really hope that didn't like ruin our relationship. But she was very nice. I hope to meet her again one day, maybe in person.
0: Reunion! Yeah,
1: it was, it was nice. I, I just like sharing stories, I think. I think there's so many stories out there that people aren't willing to listen to or even give a shot at listening to. Because so I know some of my writers, what they write for me, Would never fly on college campuses or kind of in many places in general. So I'm like, you want what? As long as it's kosher and you don't get me in trouble for anything, I say, let's go for it. I mean, it's all about, at least for me, writing and podcasting and story. To share a story or an idea is not an easy thing. You have to have this burning passion for it, like it keeps you awake at night. And I want to be the reason why people can share it. I don't want to gatekeep because I feel like there's so much of it happening. And now we're here at nine o'clock, eight nine oh eight, on a Saturday night in Chloe's basement having a podcast session.
0: There we go. Emma made her own business cards today. She handed them to me at Panera.
1: Yes, I did. I went on Vistaprint. I made pens too. I have four of them, so I'm so excited. I didn't think it through. I made four for each of the people in my family my brother wasn't all that excited, but I was very excited. I'll take his
0: pen. I'll get... be excited. Actually, my grandfather wants the pen. <laughs> well, I think grandpa takes priority.
1: No, Lily, if you not sponsored by Vistaprint, but if you go to them, they can literally put your brand on anything. Absolutely anything. I could make tote bags, T-shirts, hats, lanyards. I could make anything I wanted. Like, it's not not sponsored. Please, I wish we were sponsored. But that's why I made them on is very good. I love my business cards. I'm definitely going to be posting about them soon. Oh, yeah. So tell us about your job, clicks I'm really not that eventful right now. Everything I kind of do is really just, I put, I tattoo trees pretty much. That's what I do. I tattoo dead trees. That is my profession pretty much, if you want it, like sound very romantic, I tattooed dead trees, but in reality, I sit awake at night and talk to myself. Chloe has a much more, um, sane and stable profession than me. Oh,
0: but I don't think Chloe's always, uh, stable. <laughs> For anyone that knows me. It's a interesting ride. So, yeah, so going off the careers, I knew what I wanted to do pretty young as well. Um, I really struggled in school, which Emma knows because Emma and my mom are really good friends, good good friends, and Emma and I actually grew up together. So, like, starting this podcast is, like, super cool because I think if you would have asked our younger selves, like, 10 years ago, like, being 10 and 9, if you would have ever thought the little two kids that were running around at Playland be and so excited about the big cotton candy um would have started a podcast together i don't think i would have believed you
1: i still get excited about the big cotton candy
0: i remember this is a little off track but i remember being at ride playland and the choice was you got ice cream or you got cotton candy and i was had my heart set on ice cream and emma showed me the cotton candy And it all was downhill from there. We got the biggest cotton candy. And if you remember, my grandma had just gotten her new minivan and your mom was like, do not get this all over the car. She was like so worried. But
1: now we're adults and we can have both of
0: them. We grew up and we get to make adult decisions. So back to my career. So I really struggled in school. So as I was like, really trying to like find my way um I kind of stumbled upon seeing like a psychologist and trying to like get through school and figure out and Emma's mom is a very accomplished teacher and she was able to help me a lot and was really like one of the people that like encouraged me and knew also like the rights when we had to go in and you know stand up for what was right at school um so i kind of felt that if i was this lost and um kind of broken in a way i guess which sounds like vulnerable to say but that's kind of how my school years made me feel and that if i wasn't perfect i failed And Emma saw a lot of this like growing up and a lot of other people did too. Um, So I really wanted to be someone that could help you realize that you don't have to be this perfect human being and you're allowed to have emotions and um, yeah, like just kind of help you find your way and not be embarrassed and help you to live life to your fullest and being happy and healthy and successful um so i really wanted to be that person and be the voice for others when they didn't have their own voice but to also teach them to find their voice because that's what was done for me like i didn't have a voice and so many pu- so many people pushed me to be better and stronger and i eventually found the voice and could become a voice for others um, so that's definitely like something I wanted to pursue. So I'm going to school, um, for psychology and I have a, I will graduate with a minor in social work and a school psychology concentration. And I started a new job, um, which is like ABA therapy. So it is such an interesting experience and I'm really learning so much and having so many wonderful opportunities. So I'm looking to continue, um, that and then I would also like one day like to own my own gym and workout facility to really combine physical and mental health and have my own private practice with working with families and kids to help people be the best that they can be and understand that you can find people to help you along your journey and create a wonderful life and story and you know, things happen in life, like we're still living through a pandemic. And I think there's been a lot of trauma to people. And to just have that one person say, listen, I know you're not okay. But I'm gonna help you be okay. And it's all gonna work out. We need so many more people like that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. And um, I remember um, when I told people I was gonna start this company. I had a lot of people tell me it was stupid. Like, they want, I had, I actually had someone I was friends with at my old school at Sarah Lawrence. And I texted him and said, Hey, I'm starting this. I want you to be a part of it. I want you, I'm only reaching out to a couple people. This was like before we even announced it and everything. Cause I announced on my birthday that I had made this thing. I had it planned for a couple months now. I remember I went down to D.C. for a YAF conference, Young Ameri- uh, Young Americans for Freedom conference. And I was there and I heard this guy speak. And after him, I was like, you want to know what? I'm going. I'm going to make this website. So I, was, I had this idea back in November. And I launched everything in February. So for those couple months, I was reaching out to people. You were one of the people I reached out to. My time, I think it was five people I reached out to, maybe six, seven max. I reached out to him, and this kid, he turns to me and goes, you know, that's stupid. He goes, it's not going to work out. I never spoke to him again. And then he texts me all of a sudden. Once, like, I'm not saying this thing is blowing up very much. I mean, we have, like, 45 followers on Instagram. But we started to get traction, and people did start to view. I mean, I think we're reaching on Instagram. I think around eight thousand monthly views, which is a lot when you're growing. And I think on the website I think we're averaging about a hundred, maybe two hundred, two fifty, three hundred we have a lot to post that month worth of people. So I know it started blow it started to grow a little bit and he's all of a sudden he's like, Oh, hey, can I join? I have this thing I wanna write, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, You didn't believe it in the beginning. Why would I want you here? Like, if you weren't even willing to give me a shot and listen to me beforehand, why would I do it? So, like, I don't want to share stories of people who are victims and who are losers and who don't want to take risks. I mean, like, Chloe wrote something for my website. I think you're one of the first people to do so. I know you're one of the first people I told. I remember it was during the spring semester. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you, you sent it to me. And it was the story you just told now is that I remember you wrote that. I was like, those are the stories I want to share. Stories of victory, stories of life, stories like that. Like I, I don't want to hear you moan and complain about life. I want to hear you overcome it because I think those stories, now we live in a world where everyone's a victim and everyone's this, and everyone's that, and everyone's just rolling around in self-pity where I don't think we realize that we're stronger than we believe we are. I also think people don't realize how important their stories are. Because I've, I've met some people that very interesting stories. Ever since I started street writing, I met some people. And I. It's very interesting the stories you'll hear from people if you just stop and listen. Like for five seconds. Just listen to people. Like you're not willing to listen. I don't think you're gonna. I think if you don't stop, listen, and smell the flowers, which. Is saying a lot for me, because I'm usually not someone that does. I have to remind myself to do it. But if you really just stop and you say hi to people, even if it's a smile, and you listen to them, you will hear stories about life that really makes you put life into perspective. So, where I, I was, I met this guy, and he was drafted to Vietnam when he was 17 because they messed up his birth certificate. They messed up the paperwork. Man survived, um, we know it was Korea, survived Korea, then went back to Vietnam afterwards. He saw people die. His cousin has missing an arm from Vietnam, all that stuff. I'm like, and you're really going to complain because someone called you the wrong pronoun or someone honked your horn at you today? I mean, I think if you really look back at some people, it puts your life in perspective. I think it really also shows how lucky we are how much we can help others if we just stop and listen so that's what you want to do you want to stop and listen and help people
0: I definitely agree with what Emma's saying my psychologist when I was seeing her she would always tell me to stop and smell the roses like kind of what like Emma was saying like stop and smell the flowers I was so consumed with life and being perfect that I wasn't really focusing on you know Emma and I do, like, small little things. Like, for example, Emma and I drove around today looking for a place to eat on a Saturday night. And, we yes, we were frustrated because we were hungry. But I guarantee you, like, two weeks when we get together again to film more episodes, we're going to, like, look back and laugh on it and be like, remember how we thought, like, we would just be able to get table easily, like, Saturday night, like, trying to just, you know, sit down and have some food. So definitely learning to stop and smell the roses as my psychologist was saying was that it was such an important lesson and I didn't realize that and I always kind of thought it was silly when she said it to me and when she explained that she kind of went through the same thing and through the same patterns and parts of life that I did and that was something that her dad had told her about and it really resonated with her and that's part of her dad's legacy. And now she's continuing on. It was such an important lesson to learn because I often feel that I don't do that enough. And then when she says to me, when was like the last time you stopped and smelled the roses? Or I remember that I went for a walk when we were like early in lockdown. And I just thought, wow, like it's beautiful out today. I'm healthy. I'm safe. Like my family's safe. That... We have it all, and we ha- have the potential to have it all. And I think Emma's right that some people don't have the right people in their corner to believe in themselves, and they don't have that self worth. And I think for someone like Emma and myself, it's harder to see that because Emma and I have been through so many experiences whether it's transferring colleges and trying to find your own way or building your own company like Emma is or you know realizing that this teacher didn't like me for X, Y, and Z or this teacher gave me a hard time and this is why um, I struggled that way. It gave us more self-worth. It gave us a reason to push and to drive and to inspire others to realize like, okay, this is what you're dealing with in life but your life doesn't have to be like kind of what it's handed to you that you're able to create a story and you you can either turn all of your pain into passion and or into purpose or to kind of just sit there and think like, Oh my gosh, like how am I ever going to do it? So I think it's an interesting perspective that Emma and I have that mentality because I think sometimes people our age don't. And there's so many things going on, you know, Emma went off to college, she graduated in 2019. She had like, four normal months at college, before like the world shut down. So Emma like has had her fair share of like, being frustrated and trying to find her way. And it is so confusing, being in this phase of Yes, I'm an adult, but I still feel that I'm kidding away. You know, Emma and I still both live with our parents and we live at home, but we're trying to find independence. Like, I remember Emma was like, I just want everyone to let me adult and figure it out myself. And I think that's how you learn by making mistakes. And I think that's something that's so interesting that I learned myself because I always feared failure. But I think failure is such a wonderful process because you come out with such a different perspective in life.
1: So I definitely think if really you do have to have the right people in your corner. I think if you don't have the right people in your corner, I think if you have people in your corner that baby you and that talk down to you. I definitely think you have to cut the apron strings every once in a while. Because I know, like, when I was at college, I would talk to people, and they would look at me. And I'm like, before we continue this conversation, I go, do you want me to talk to you like a victim, or do you want me to talk to you like an adult? I because you want me to talk to you like a adult, I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. I go, if you want me to talk to you like a victim, I'm going to treat you like a child. I'll baby you, I'll call you, like, which is what you want me to do. And I think reality sucks. It does. Trust me. As a reader, as a writer, there's nothing more... I would want to do than to run away to Hogwarts or to run away, I don't know, to the um, inner earth, like all that stuff. There's nothing more I'd want to do, but eventually reality is going to slap you in the face and you have to have the right people in your corner. And as you get more successful, you're going to lose friends. And that is okay i know i have a buddy that wrote about this actually for the website because i we i wanted to agree with him you're going to lose friends and that's okay when you get serious about what you want to do you're going to learn who supports you and who does not and it's a hard thing to learn but it's okay to burn bridges like i am so in favor of burning bridges i do it like it's a sport if there was an olympic for burning bridges i would win gold <laughs> Like I'm not even gonna lie to you, like, but like to me, that's okay. Burning bridges is a part of life, it's a part of growing up, it's a part of maturing, but also knowing which bridges to burn and which bridges to repair, and which bridges to maintain.
0: Exactly,
1: because I know, um, for me, I remember it. I was at the gym, and if Stevo's listening, shout out to Stevo. And the rest of the JVH squad, but I was talking with Stevo, and I was telling him, "Oh yeah," um, he's asking me what I was doing. I told him, "I was telling him about like what was happening with my with my former boss because I was angry. I went to a way up. I was talking about, it. and he told me he's like, "It's like, well, once you um, publish a book, you gotta tell me." He goes, "I'll buy it," he said, or when you put something up to on a website, just tell me, I'll, I'll read it. And I don't think he realized like how much that meant to me that him in the middle of this gym. When he, could been, when he could have been focusing on a billion other things, turned to me and said, well, whenever you publish a book, just tell me I'll buy it or on your website, I'll read it. i mean, like, that just meant so much to me. And even, um, and my last little advice, because I realized we're probably going a little bit long with this, is if people don't support your dreams and they're not on your corner, they're not your friends. Buses have 30 people. Bugatti's hold (laughs) 2 like, that is really what it is. And I learned this when weightlifting. The higher the number is, the harder it is to move. Sometimes you just have to let go of the weight before you fail. And that's okay. Let go of people who don't support you. So if you tell your friend, hey, I want to go be an actor. It's okay for your friend to say, Hey, it might be good to have a plan B also. You know, acting is very competitive, strong. It's very competitive. it's It's very sporadic. It takes a lot of luck. That's okay. A friend is supposed to also have your back. But there's a difference between having your back and telling you, no, it's stupid. Don't do it. Friends should encourage you to go for your dreams. But they're also there to make sure they catch you if you fall. So really, like, I think... That's probably the hardest part about life and growing up is you realize people aren't going to stay forever. And whether that is through death or through fights or through just fading apart, I mean, there are plenty of people that just during this pandemic, we just haven't spoken. And that's okay. I really think that is. As long as you're following what you want to do and you can sleep with yourself at the end of the night, I think that's all that matters really in life.
0: Yeah. And you'll find your people.
1: Yeah, you will. You always find your people. And whether it's one solid friend or one or a million friends, I mean, I know I'm throwing out like a bunch of like cheesy quotes about the number of friends, but I truly believe that the tighter your circle is, the better in life you'll be. Because also four quarters is easier to carry than a hundred pennies. I think it says a lot about friendship, too. And that's all for me. That's all for me. I'm done with my fortune cookie little rant tonight
0: there you have it folks advice from emma woodhurt herself we're signing off and we will see you next week